folks? Welcome to another episode of Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McKay, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. This is your host, Connor McCabe, here uh, to announce that you are listening to a re-release of From Way Back When. Because it's June and baseball season is here and in full force, I'm kicking off our annual Call Me By Your Ball Game series where I highlight four baseball games that I think are great or at least uh, deserve some sort of attention uh, from the history of video games and particularly those from my life. Uh, And if you listened to the series last year, you'll notice, uh, you'll know that sometimes uh, I play a game that I used to love that freaking stinks. The episode you're about to listen to today is not one of, about one of those games that stinks. This is a re-release of Co-op Episode 2. Um, these co-op episodes are normally a Patreon exclusive that live uh, over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where myself and other video game podcasters from the network host our bonus content. Uh, anyway, this is something that came out in the summer of 2020, right after the release of Super Mega Baseball 3, where I and two good friends, Ben Wheatmartian and Greg Smith, got together to celebrate this amazing game, and one that I believe, I guess we'll have to listen to the episode, that we were all brand new to. Of course, um, uh, Metalhead Studios, I believe is the name, has released Super Mega Baseball 4 at this time. I haven't touched it yet. I know Greg has, and I don't think Ben has, though. But I just wanted to release this one in the wild because I know this is a game that means a lot to a specific community of people. Uh, This is truly a fantastic game. I highly recommend it. I'm sure there's, it's on like major sales now, might even be on Xbox Game Pass at this point. But again, uh, enjoy this episode from three years ago. It's a nice little throwback. Uh, And if you listen to this uh, content, you're interested in hearing me talking to a panel or getting bonus episodes uh, from the network, you can check us out at patreon.com slash supernpcradio where we have several tiers of bonus video game podcasts. Uh, These co-op episodes, though, live uh, on our $10 DJ Toad tier. There are a once a month release, uh, and if you subscribe at that tier, you get three bonus podcasts per week at the network. So up to possibly 12 uh, bonus episodes a month. It's a, it's a crazy deal, but if you like us and you like our chats about video games, the Pokemon series, uh, all sorts of stuff, uh, then I think you're going to like what you find there. Anyway, this is a long enough intro. Thanks again for listening to the episode, and uh, enjoy uh, the first episode of the summer 2023 Call Me By Your Ball Game series. Uh, with uh, We'll have one episode coming in each of the next few months. Uh, through September as well. Anyway, thanks for listening, and enjoy! Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. 
you know, I don't even have to ask. If you're listening to this episode, I know that you listen to the show because this is obviously an exclusive sort of episode. But just for kicks and giggles, if you're in the car or at a stadium where someone else is listening to this and I'm imagining it's like a a stadium where people, instead of a concert, it's the show, which is a bad joke. Um, If you happen to not know what the show is about, this is a roundtable style discussion version of this normal podcast where I hear from a group of people about their experience with a particularly impactful game. Uh, We dive into what feelings and experiences are shared, what differences and enjoyment there are, and what about the game remains truly special to our guests. I am your host, Connor McCabe, and this is, as I said, a little different than the normal episode. I usually sit down with one guest. Today, I'm sitting down with two handsome blokes. Um, We're going to introduce them in a second. Um, I'll also let you know that this is a part of the Baseball Spotlight series um, that I'm doing. So this is one of the four we've already done. Ken Griffey Jr., uh, Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. Um, We've got two more to go. That is the Backyard Baseball Series and then MVP Baseball. So maybe we'll even talk about those today. So um, if you want to learn more about the show, I don't have housekeeping for you, but you can visit our website, callmebyyourgame.com, or check us out on Instagram. Um, That will do it for the housekeeping of the show. I'll go ahead and we'll start... Do I'll do a little less looking at these handsome blokes and a little more listening um, because I can't do the two at the same time. Uh, the first of these two, please welcome actor, writer, former Ohio track hero, and current pinch runner Ben Wheatmartian. Welcome, Ben. Thank you, Connor. Uh, track hero is truly all I've ever wanted to be in my life, uh, and I finally have achieved that status. So thank well, you. Hey. It's n- never say never, my friend. Here you are. <laughs> oh, um, boy. My hips, they don't move like they used to. Uh, <laughs> th- those days are gone. You know, it, I think most people might think you'd be joking because, you know, we're in our 30s. It, it's easy to make jokes like, oh, we're so old now. We're getting up there. But like you have had hip problems. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. It is very real. <laughs> oh, boy. And it is depressing. Um, yeah. Like that sharp decline. I thought I was invincible up to 33, 34 <laughs> and then 35 hit. That was my year. And Jeez, that's when the well, hips my and it, it is my left hip to be very specific. Jeez. Uh, well, Ben. Sorry to hear that. Uh, it's okay. We, I hit a good run. You did. You had a great run. Um, the listeners know you from your track fame. You sure. know, um, <laughs> they. I know you from the improv community in Los Angeles. We were put on a team together that we, you know, because of COVID, don't get to perform anymore uh, regularly. Or we could, but it's, you know, hard to organize that stuff. Um, how is there any way else people might know you or anything you want to share about yourself? Oh, uh, oh, if people might know me, if they're like my neighbor, uh, but also <laughs> I guess, uh, I wrote for funny or die for a number of years. Uh, mm-hmm. so if you follow funny or die on uh, social media, you might've seen something I wrote or my dumb face, uh, trying desperately to make people laugh and to <laughs> desperately keep a job. Um, so yeah, I, can, I guess that's kind of it. And then UCB in New York, I lived in New York for 10 years too. So if you lived in New York, uh, in from 2007 to 2017, you might've seen me there too. 
That's great. I, I love that you gave a very thorough and, and just realistic look at how someone might know you. Not necessarily the listener, but like how someone might know Ben. Yeah, that's the, those are the <laughs> many, the few ways I should say that uh, you might run into me. Uh, well, well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Ben, for coming on today. But you're not alone. We've made this this other handsome bloke just be so silent. But I'll introduce him now. Uh, please welcome actor, director, Detroit Jack of all Ooh. trades and knuckerballer. N- uh, knucker? That's not a word. Knuckleballer. Greg Smith. Thank you so much. And no thank you to making me be silent. It was very uncomfortable, very painful. Glad to uh, uh, get the knuckles off of you, you. Put knuckles on my mouth and teeth yes. to keep me from talking. So glad to take those <laughs> yeah. away. Hey, uh, a sorry for doing that. Doesn't seem I, like you are. I immediately. <laughs> what doesn't you say? seem like you are. To keep going. I promise you, I'm so sorry. I know my face is happy and not sorry. Yeah, but you're, I'm sorry. You're smiling so hard. Your teeth are turning into piano keys. Is that right? <laughs> it's true. They're playing themselves now. <laughs> and then they're cracking and falling off. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, it's really not going well for us at, uh, on the show. Uh, physically, Ben's got his hips. I've got my, my piano teeth that are cracking off. Um, and, but, but Greg, I'm so glad you're here. Cause not only are you going to serve as like the honest point of view of the show and hold me accountable like you've already Mm. done you've called out you know making you quiet so you'll do that for the rest of the show but um i know you the same way i know ben through the improv community mostly at ucb um but we've become friends over the years you've been you know you're a former let's let's be you're a former guest yeah let's not let's cut the freaking bullcrap my dude this ain't my first (laughs) c m b y g uh, rodeo. Okay. I've been on here. I've talked streets of rage. I get how it works, baby. Yeah. You're, you're only like finding your form. This is a sophomore season. You're coming for, you know, just the next step in your career. And I'm happy about that. So thank you. You're welcome. We figured out the base reality season one, maybe towards yes. the end, we started to mess with the form. Now I feel like middle of season two, we're really going to like have some home runs. This just makes me want to watch Community. You may not be talking about that show in particular. That is what I was talking yeah. about. <laughs> that's, that's great. Uh, ben, it's how a generation. It's how a generation <laughs> learned uh, TV writing terms, really. Yes, just through Community. Uh, incredible. Well, Greg, thanks for uh, coming back on. I'm so glad to have you for this. You were one of the reasons that I got this game if not like the primary influence um is there any other way people might know you or anything you want to share about yourself you can be as thorough or not as ben oh that's just that's so sweet to hear i'm i'm so glad to be back thank you for having me you might know me if you are my father roger you might know me if you are the regular barista at my local coffee shop. I don't know your name. I feel bad about that. You, <laughs> you should have asked it by this point. At this it's point, I really ask. should have. <laughs> um, what do I, I have done a lot of comedy writing and directing. I, I directed a web series called Depressed that's been written up online. I've written for a show really on Shudder called The Core. I've uh, acted briefly in some TV shows. Yeah, you know. In commercials. I've seen your 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 mug in a commercial. True story, baseball related. Uh the 2016 World Series when the Cubs uh uh came back and won in a in a dramatic win after so many years. I was in a Buffalo Wild Wings in Kentucky watching the game and a commercial I was in a McDonald's commercial came on 
and my table got so loud and rowdy that the rest <laughs> it, it, it like trumped any other Cubs fans going on in there. We oh wow, we truly acted fools at that dumb little commercial. Wait, where at what point in the game did it come on? I think it would have been around inning four or five in the middle somewhere. Oh, so okay. smack dev in the middle. Yeah. Nice. They actually cut away from uh, the Rajay Davis's homer off of Geraldus Chapman in the ninth to go to Greg's commercial. <laughs> well, I did make them do that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's so. That's incredible. I know what McDonald's commercial you're talking about because I think before we even knew each other, I recognized you because I'd seen you around a lot, and I was like, "Oh, is that the one with Rose, Greg?" It is. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, too funny. Uh, also, Kentucky. What was, can we ask what was going on there? Uh, sh- this is important for the Sure. Show. I was there. Uh, I do work with a children's entertainment group company called Story Pirates, which a lot of New York and L.A. comedy people do. We take stories that kids write and we turn them into musical sketch comedy shows. Uh, and we were doing a, a tour in Kentucky. Was the tour in Kentucky the sketch? Like, well, what's it like for us to go to Kentucky? <laughs> That would be against the rules because it would be us. Oh, it would okay. be us writing it. So True, because it's if, if there was a kid at that Buffalo Wild Wings that fateful night, uh, orating, you know, taking down the 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 sort of folk tale of that night. Maybe we'll put it into a story soon. Amazing. Well, well, thank you, thank you for that wonderful anecdote. I love that so much. Um, uh, the last question for you, Greg, because I, I just got one more about that story is, did anyone else in the bar, did they realize why you guys were being rowdy? They had no, no? idea. They were just annoyed. <laughs> that makes it all the more sweet. Um, well, thank you two so much for joining me on the show. Uh, two people who I've been lucky to keep up with at least a decent amount uh, in quarantine. You both are at like my like my mid-tier keep in touches. Ben, we were playing this game a little bit like consistently with each other. Greg, we've played. We've also done some improv. So great to have you. I feel comfortable with you guys. Not like I have to learn how to communicate. Ben, were you going to say something? Um, yeah, just not like your other guests. I'm glad we're kind of no, like yeah. let's get into it. Old man let's name names. Let's really, talk yeah. trash. All right. So in episode one, yeah. uh, just kidding. That's my girlfriend's episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, thank you again for being here. Um, we're the game. You know, we're here not just to have fun and goof, although that may be the primary reason. But we're here on a mission to talk about a great game uh in this particular case happens to be a baseball game as it ties in with the baseball spotlight and the game we're going to talk about today is none other than super mega baseball 3 um this is a this is a new game that came out this year during quarantine although i would say that most of the games that came out this year since quarantine has been most of the year have done the same um but it's a game that i have been very enamored by I've been playing less lately but Thought it was so great that it warranted a discussion, and I had to have the two of you on, of course. Yeah, it's such a fun game. I I just discovered it like uh, a few days before it came out. I had never even heard of the first two, and I, I love it. It's it's truly the best. It's gotten me back into video games. Ah, I love hearing that. That's best case scenario right there. Um, Greg, you did know about this before. Yeah, I... I became a true believer with Super Mega Baseball 2, 
which I discovered mm. just because I, I was itching for a baseball game on the Switch. I heard RBI Baseball was not so great. I played the demo. They were kind enough to offer free demo. I was hooked. And then number two, I've played ugh, so many hours on that thing. <laughs> and like the day number three came out, I knew I had to download it day one. And I've been just... The the fine tuning they've done with it, it's it's really something. I've been playing it so much. I played so much that my girlfriend, I'll get it at the end, got me a custom shirt with a team name on it. No oh, way. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, MVP Wait, Annabelle do they, Seymour. Do they offer that through the game, or is did she uh, find a way to... I believe she... Bought it through like, like the software publisher's official website. And I think they were, I think she told me they were very tickled by the request because they're kind of an indie <laughs> studio and maybe not a lot of people are like going this hard for Super Mega Baseball. Yeah, it wow. seems like something, it seems like a no brainer they should do that. Yeah. I'd buy one up for my team. Hell yeah. For sure. Greg, is your, is it one of the stock teams or a cut? Did they, you make a custom one? Uh, the shirt is for the B Wolves. Stock okay, team. Great. Currently, I'm playing cool. with oh. uh, a more customized take on the sirloins. Okay, interesting. I love oh. that's that sounds like that's very close to being like a celebrity chef's new <laughs> steak idea. Is it? <laughs> Wilmer Valderrama's sirloin. Yeah, yeah. customizable <laughs> sirloins. Yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, um, before we get into much more of like our personal history and context with this game and like with baseball games in general, um, as we always do, we're going to do a little dive into the game history and franchise, uh, uh, or excuse me, game history and context. But I think the franchise and looking at it as a whole is important. So we're going to do that. Um, of course, like I said before, uh, Ben and Greg, if you have anything you want to share or like Greg, if you, since you've been playing it before, if you happen to have anything you want to share about like what it was like to like with game two from game two to three, feel free to share. Otherwise, here I go, fellas, uh, jumping right into it. The Super Mega Baseball franchise debuted with Super Mega Baseball on December 16th, 2014 as a PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 cross-buy title on the U.S. PlayStation Store. Ben, I know you don't have a PS4. And then Greg, yes? I used to. I sold used I to. sold it around 2017. Okay, cool. So... Uh, but you hadn't played the, you didn't play the first one, right? You discovered it with the second. No, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised to hear it was uh, a PlayStation firsty. It just feels so built for uh, Switch Nintendo kind of aesthetics and stuff. Yeah, it looks like a Nintendo game yeah. for sure. Not that yeah. I'm an expert at that stuff, but uh, hey, it's okay. We all start from somewhere, Ben. Yeah. So like I think it's the chubby characters, right? Yes. That's <laughs> that's it's, a Nintendo thing, right? <laughs> it definitely feels like the especially on a PlayStation or an Xbox that has such a higher threshold for graphical capacity. Um, they do want to push the limits and of course they have these games but they do want to push the limits with like an MLB the yeah. show and see how realistic it can get whereas like this one I think just fits well on Nintendo even if it does on the others um but uh going back a little bit to the history and context is that like you were saying it was a PlayStation exclusive uh but eventually there an updated version came out called Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings. It made its way to the European PlayStation Store and then to Xbox One and Steam in August 
of 2015. Uh, this series, uh, Greg was talking about the how they were sort of a smaller fr- um company this is called metal head software uh so hit them up those of you out there listening who want your custom sirloin shirt um this franchise is an more arcade style baseball video game with a distinctly what i will call grotesque yet charming art style it almost sort of lives in this like present day at least lives in this sort of i heard i heard someone else say this this isn't my original thought like an uncanny valley type of uh like way that these characters look i i um, think they're beautiful every single one of them <laughs> grotesque is wow that's harsh connor yeah you, i to me they are all beautiful i tend to agree Perfect. they are very beautiful they're very maybe exaggerated is the word i would use they're they're very like yes ex- their muscles are great, big uh yeah. it kind of reminds me it, i don't know if y'all have seen the triplets of belleville is that a deep cut? Oh for this yes, podcast? yeah, yes. That's I. That is a that is a very good reference. It's like three D triplets of Belleville. Exactly. <laughs> Interesting. They have like grotesque. Um, I was thinking that was more. It was a. I, it was originally a placeholder as I was developing this thought, but I think what you're saying is correct. Exaggerated. Although I don't think grotesque and beautiful are mutually exclusive. So, <laughs> just I just want to be clear. I, what, I heard you say before this that they look disgusting and they should all feel bad about themselves. Yeah, well, you didn't get it on tape, so too bad, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, um, I wish we did. The, although Oof. the art style didn't always originate like this, and but I'll, and I'll get into that uh, a little later. Um. So it the, the series and the first game provided a surprising amount of depth and responsive gameplay with an impressive difficulty curve called Ego, which was there since the first game. All the players and teams are completely fictional and they offer a bevy of customization op- options, especially with a third one. There are cartoonish moments and actions that fit cohesively with the many hilarious player names. Uh, it features a season mode, or featured a season mode, but no franchise or dynasty style mode. And um, each team with their customization also offer different specialties and disadvantages. So I don't Upon- want to interrupt, yeah, Connor, go for it. but uh, their names really, I don't know if this is the right time to talk about, it, but the names are great. And if anyone from, uh, is it Metalhead? Yes. Uh, if anyone from Metalhead is listening to this, please hire me to write some names. <laughs> I'd love, I'd do it for free, honestly. I really want to write names for Super Mega Baseball 4. What are some of your favorites? That does, oh, yeah. I, what are some of your faves? Oh, shoot. Now you're putting me on the spot. But, uh, oh, fuck. Let me look uh, them up. I can I'll name get back some. to you. Yeah, name some, and um, that'll jog my I, memory. So just on the team, so my first, we'll get into this, but the first playthrough I did was uh, a team that I customized. I kept the players the same for the most part, and some of the funny ones to me were Banjo Landry I loved. I loved a guy named Run Table Henderson, <laughs> which was so goofy to me. Um, so so there were, it's funny because you'll find more normal style names, like there's a guy named Vito Burger, not spelled like the hamburger but like b-e-r-g-e-r so that felt pretty normal but then or like diana or duke santos it's like reasonable but then there are the wild ones like who have actual baseball terms in their names my favorite player right now is uh hammer Longballo, i think is his name oh oh that's a great one yeah and it's just Incredible. he lives up to his name you know he really does uh did you find? Did you, were you looking up names, Ben? I'm trying to just, find some. I'm hey, failing. That's okay. I should have brought my switch in here. That was my plan: was to have it just like right next to me, so I could go through it. Um, 
the names, yeah, well, and we'll spend, we can spend more time later talking about that too, but they are really funny. Um, upon the first game's release, it was a critical success, earning an 85 out of 100 for Metacritic, with an interesting quote of praise from a website called Gaming Age that said, Super Mega Baseball is the sort of fun, easy-to-pick-up diversion that video game baseball was at the beginning of its lifespan. And if it's as great as it is here, I guess probably his demo that he's having, there's every reason to believe that it can still fulfill that function. Um, I have more to share about this, but I think it warrants a moment to pause and be like, I think that's exactly what this game at its most distilled does the best is just offer a really fun, easy to pick up game to play. Oh yeah, for sure. And and, and talking, I, I definitely play way less video games than you guys. Um, as I took a, a long about a 20 year sabbatical from uh, playing video games. Um, and now I'm kind of back in it as my wife has gotten back into video games the last couple of years, I'm slowly getting there too. Um, but yeah, it's so the, I think the ego thing is the truly the best because like it, that's like a game within itself is to be able to win. You want to be able to win on the higher and higher levels. And like, I started on like 15 and I couldn't get anything done. And now I'm like up to 60 or 65 or whatever I'm at now. And it feels Ooh. like a game in itself, uh, just to do that. So it continues to get harder and harder. Um, I love that about it. Plus also, uh, like the, I love the arcade style games because I'm just not going to sit and play a game for, you know, 20 hours just to be decent at it. I'd, I'd like to be able to be at least decent at it right away. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I have totally the patience. I feel you there. I like, I like games that are, or I like cer certain games function well with a sort of ground of like easy to pick up difficult to master but like here it does both of those things but like getting the, that like journey to mastering it is like seems reasonable and not insurmountable and it's however high you want to turn it right in the front like i've been playing franchises and i'm on my uh i'm finishing my third season now or no i'm sorry my fourth season now Whoa. and uh yeah i'm uh i'm Proud in it i'm in it 20. <laughs> although i do play six inning games which i think oh, really makes a okay. big difference uh <laughs> i get through them i really churn them out <laughs> um but like every so every season i'm like stacking more ego every time and it just like it 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 continues to be fun and challenging without being like overwhelmingly so i love it um, we'll be sure to spend even more time later talking about, uh, talking about that specific aspect. Cause I really think that is like one of like the core great elements of this game. Um, kind of looking a little bit back we're we're most of the way through this, his this history and context, but, uh, eventually super mega baseball, you know, did well enough, uh, by like, si by financial success and word of mouth to warrant a sequel in super mega baseball two, which released in 2018 like the first game it received critical success by both building on several of its strength while also honing the graphical style seemingly splitting the difference between the cartoonish charm of the first and a slightly more realistic appearance with the new ones um so it kind of like hits this middle point which i would encourage you i should probably i could always text you some pictures but looking at pictures of the first game it looks way more like uh like they are little dolls or just little cartoonish not ch even chibi characters but it's hard to exp uh, describe like they don't look anything 
near as realistic or like exaggerated like the current characters. Um, just sort of a different, uh, a different sort of style completely from the second two games. Um, uh, the already impressive graphics engine was improved upon. Players received a detailed progression system. The animation was improved and also, the game introduced online play and the pennant race mode. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 2 was incredibly successful, setting up the continuation of its lineage and again filled the gap left by a great art, great arcade. Le, excuse me, left by great arcade games and to size up to MLB the Show. So, like you were saying earlier, Ben, you were kind of like, you know, at least curious or like open to f- oh, you were open for love again, open to finding a new baseball Aww. game, and this sort this really. I, we'll talk about this more later too, but I, as someone who has played realistic baseball games and liked some of them and has played very cartoony games and like some of them, this like really hits the perfect middle spot I didn't know could exist. Um, Super Mega Baseball 3 was announced on March 11th, 2020, which funny enough, y'all, is the Rudy Gobert day, so the day everything hit the fan, um, COVID-wise, in our country. Um and it was set for a release in April 2020. Metalhead eventually announced that game the game's delay due to uh, industry-wide delays from COVID, and it was released on May 13th, 2020 on Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. It built on the strengths of the second game and introduced the much-requested franchise mode. Developer Metalhead has been open to feedback on their game and have made gradual improvements to it with patches as well as adjusting features and bugs. Um, that's it for like the game's context and history just for itself in a vacuum. Is there anything that you two didn't get to share about the history and context you wanted to? No, I I would just add that I too, I feel like I have been struggling to find a baseball game that really itches what I wanted to itch. I probably lean more towards cartoonier sides of sports games than realistic playing MLB the show for PS4 was like a very frustrating experience for me I was more of like I was into Ken Griffey Jr. 64 uh, NFL Blitz NBA Jam NBA Street stuff like that the bigs was maybe my last like big EA Sports it was so much fun Um, Mm -hmm. so Super Mega Baseball 2 for me really fulfilled an itch it leaned a little more cartoonish, and then to see them dial it a, just a little more in subtle ways into the realistic-ish pocket, they've just really hit a sweet spot that it, it, it not only does it scratch the itch, it like scratches an itch I didn't quite know how to define. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That deep itch. Ooh, that deep oh, itch. I think I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, that is really cool, Greg. I, I'm, I, I, for the first episode that we did on this show, I had people with all different levels and experiences of talking about a game. And I try to do that as much as I can. So, because I know Ben and I are new to this, but Greg, it's really great to have you, you know, with a little perspective coming from the second game. So, I love hearing that. Um, So moving on a little bit, we're finally going to get into the discussion, and that's what we like about this game, what we think is great, and just what we, you know, maybe some of our hopes for the future for the franchise. But before we do that, I want to hear from each of us, and I'll go last, about, you know, our history with 
maybe we already kind of shared how we found the game, so you can share that. But I also, I know Greg, Greg you've shared it, but I want to talk about our history with maybe games and baseball games in general. Um, ben, I'll, I'll start with you. I have like a general idea of like your video game past, but like, let's get into it. Did you play games growing up? Were any of those baseball games and how'd you get here? Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I was uh, a bit, I, I was definitely, I don't think I've ever like considered myself a gamer for sure, but uh, not I, yet. Not yet. I don't know. <laughs> I got maybe 10, 20 uh, years left. Let's, <laughs> let's see where it goes. Oh, don't sell yourself <laughs> short. Yeah. I yeah, mean, please, I, that's no. what I'm guessing. Do you know something we don't? <laughs> um, so I, I, I kind of just like were in and out. I played like the main video, like I had a Nintendo, played Mario Brothers uh, 1, 2, and 3 as a kid uh, a lot. Um, I think in high school, I was thinking about this today before getting on the, uh, the Zoom here of like the last time I was really into video games, the games I was playing were, were like Tony Hawk 3, all, all Nintendo 64 games. I've been a Nintendo boy my uh, whole gaming career, always. Um, and I always will be. I promise you that, Nintendo. Oh, thank um, you. We were hoping for a guarantee today. Yeah, we got is, it, Greg. This is a I'll Ben Martian guarantee. <laughs> um, so, like, Tony Hawk 3, I absolutely love that game. Um, NBA Ooh, Jam. my favorite in the franchise, for Ooh, sure. Oh, 2 is the best, but keep I, going. Two, I think 2 is the best, but... M- Personally, there was something about jumping for me to like the the PS2 and the GameCube mm. and playing the game that was just a little more polished. Yeah. Uh, I've actually been playing through two lately, Greg, and I agree with you, but I have a special spot for three. Also, Ben, people might know you because you kind of look like Tony Hawk. And yeah, I've also, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more and more uh, people telling me I look like Tony Hawk, which I will take every day of the week. <laughs> Tony Hawk's a cool guy. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like Tony Hawk, uh, NFL blitz, NBA jam. And in like, I remember, uh, do you guys remember NBA? Uh, I looked it up. NBA showtime. Definitely. NBA on NBC. Yep. No, Uh, it's, it was basically exactly like NBA jam, but, uh, it was like a, excuse me, like a game from like 99 or 2000 era. Uh, and it was just, yeah, it was NBA Jam, but like NBA on NBC. <laughs> wow. Uh, and then the only other like baseball game I was super into, which is completely random because like I played Griffey, which I which I liked, but uh, it it was just like before I kind of it, it wasn't in my like time zone. But I played a lot of All-Star Baseball 99 for Ooh, whatever reason. Jeter on the cover? Uh, no, um, what's his name oh, from so the Rockies was on the cover. Yeah, I can picture Maybe it. Castilla? Um, <laughs> shoot, let me look it up real quick. But it was like a completely like, uh, average baseball game as far as <laughs> yes. I can tell. It was like straight down the middle, uh, <laughs> uh, game. But for whatever reason, I, it was just because like, like I had, a my brother is, is a year older than me and he kind of like basically picked what we like when we got video games, he basically picked them. Oh. Um, that was kind of our power dynamic, I guess. Uh, so, and I so played whatever dynamic. he picked. So yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of, that was like my last, like real, when I would like get home from school, I'd play, play these games. You've been in a slump. And then, yeah. And then I played like Madden 
uh, in college, and that's kind of it. And now um, that, especially during quarantine, um, and my wife, Ashley, is uh, she's gotten back into gaming big time. She bought a Switch right before quarantine, which was oh. absolutely huge. Did you have um, it for the flights to Amsterdam? Uh, we were not in Amsterdam, but to London and uh, Prague is where okay, we were yeah, when right. uh, the Rudy Gobert moment happened. In fact, oh. <laughs> um, we did have the switch. So that was very nice. Um, but yeah, I've gotten back into playing like Mario and like I played Mar- like Mario Kart. Obviously, was mm-hmm. uh, very big in college for uh, people of a certain age like us. Um, and yeah, that's really it. I like. For, there was that pocket in that like yes. 1999, 2000 when I was like way into these games. Um, Dude, but we'll take the pocket, Ben. We'll take the pocket. Yeah, and and like I said, I like I really love. I'll still like play NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. I love those until, games until like my thumbs hurt. Oh. Uh, like, and that's the kind of game I like. And, and we'll get into it later. But like, I think you know, Super Mega Baseball. Um, Greg, you said it like scratches your itch. If I had like, if it could dial up the NFL blitz, uh, aspect of Ooh. baseball. Cause I don't know. I mean, I, I've been out of the game, so I don't know if there is like a baseball version of NBA jam or NFL blitz. The bigs might be the closest, oh. where but- it's just kind of like silly for like truly silly, um, for like silly sake, uh, I, I would like to at least see that. I have no, like, Super Mega Baseball is great, but, like, I'd love to see it just turn the silly up a little bit. Yeah, I could totally... The gameplay silly, that is. Their names, like I said, great. Yeah. Uh, I could see that, too. So maybe, like, some like the occasional slightly... I don't know. We can get into it later. For sure. I, but I'm with you there. There's some... There's I have some, a few ideas, too. And I, yeah. Just to tease Oh, we you. definitely should do that, for sure. Um, Greg... Uh, we've gotten to talk a little bit about your history with games before. Feel free to share any highlights if you want, but I specifically do want to hear about your history with uh, maybe sports games and baseball. Sure. Yeah, we, my older brother and I grew up playing all kinds of video games. We were primarily a Nintendo house, but we also had some Sega systems. We had like a Genesis for a while, then a Dreamcast. Um Eventually, I got into the Playstations, but mostly a Nintendo guy. Um, The biggest baseball game we played growing up, I had to look it up because I forgot the name. It's called uh, Super Baseball Simulator 1000. That's a very cool name. Is this like a Super Nintendo game? It's an SNES game. Ooh, I think I know it. Yeah, I think it started my kind of preference of over-the-top unrealistic silly kind of baseball (laughs) games you could like select powers in this game you could like i remember one where i think like it gave you a multi-ball like you would select it and suddenly the pitcher was throwing three balls at you to give you a lot of chances nice see that's what i'm talking about baby yeah it. (laughs) it was so much fun and the uh the opening music to it will be embedded in my brain until the day i die it's so catchy um Beyond that, yeah, we played a ton of NBA Jam for Super Nintendo. We played Mutant League Football a lot. I don't know if y'all mess with Mutant League Football. 
<laughs> no, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> that game. Mutants. Yeah, it's. Yeah, that sounds great. That's exactly what I, I want. Mutant baseball, baby. Yeah. Like weird <laughs> overgrown turtles and stuff. Hell yeah. <laughs> I think um, a baseball game that I really loved, or a franchise, a sort of sub franchise, I really am into the Mario baseball games. I don't know if y'all have played oh, those at all. Yeah. Oh, I oh, have my not. Goodness. I didn't know there was a Mario baseball game. There have been. There was. Uh, I think I played one on 64 and one on GameCube. Um, I think, I actually think, I'm pretty sure they're GameCube and Wii. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh, man, I'm looking at yeah. pictures now. You got Bowser hitting home runs like this. Oh, yeah. That's a, Love a good home run in a baseball video game. That's a really, that's <laughs> a, if you're into like silly baseball stuff, that's a, a really fun world to dive into. Um, so good. And yeah, I guess sort of in the present day, you know, I had that Bigs run sort of in the end of high school. I was really obsessed with the Bigs. What was that on? I played it for the Wii and I it was one of the only games where I kind of preferred the motion controls. Interesting. Because you would like you would swing to hit with the Wii mote, which was which felt very satisfying. And the most important part uh, to run the bases to go faster, you would take the Wii mote and the nunchuck and just like shake your hands as fast as you fucking could go. <laughs> and at the time in high school, I was also a percussionist for like concert band, jazz band, uh, 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 marching band. And so my wrists, I was already putting my wrists on a workout. I'm surprised I didn't give myself carpal tunnel the way I was just Amazing. like shaking them willy nilly, but it was worth it. Wow. I like to think you were already in good wrist shape, so it was just like yeah. it was just another another workout for you. I like to think your wrists were like four times the size they are now, <laughs> and they're bulging out of your sweaters and button shirts. I had uh, oh. super mega baseball esque exaggerated wrists. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, and since then, I the modern era of like exaggerated sports games, I think has been a touch lacking. Um, I love the NBA Street franchise back in the day. That was really fun. So good. Um, but like NBA Playgrounds doesn't quite scratch the same itch. I've been really grateful for Super Mega Baseball to come along and give me something this kind of fun and accessible, yet still feel like I have to work at it a little bit. But ultimately, just it, it, it makes me feel very relaxed. It's a very kind of like primal feeling I feel when I play the game. It's really nice. That's awesome. I didn't think we were going to hear the word primal on this episode, yeah. but we did, <laughs> and I'm so happy for it. Well, uh, that's really cool. I'll share mine as well. Um, these group style episodes are always my are are, are fun for me because then I do get to share a little more personal stuff than I normally do. Um, I, with baseball games specifically, I think the first one I ever played was um, Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. on the Nintendo 64, which we did the first uh, Spotlight episode on. Super Was fun. that called Slugfest, uh, or is that a different game? That's a different gotcha. game. That's Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest. Um, they were those two, uh, but I played the other one. And I also tried, Ben, I remember trying All-Star Baseball on the N64, and I just did not like it for whatever reason. You weren't missing much. It was. 
<laughs> just straight ahead exactly what you would think a baseball video game could be uh it's like every no, kid's nothing more than that truly it's like the the boring parts of baseball that i think as baseball fans we like worry that people see too much is like that game was the embodiment <laughs> um iguana I, that was an iguana game i remember oh, i remember yeah. the iguana little logo did he have sunglasses no we didn't like do it. i remember that, I mean, he had to have had sunglasses. <laughs> I don't, don't remember that specifically, but I would bet a million dollars he had sunglasses. Oh, amazing. Um, so I played that. I played I played the Backyard Baseball series from its beginning through um, like 2005. That game, I think, was on the computer and, the, and consoles at the time. So I played that. Um, after after that, I, I played a little bit, dabbled in like NBA Live. I played Madden for a long time. I was pretty, I was like averagely into Madden. That's obviously a f- popular franchise. Um, oh, but before that, I got super into the MVP baseball franchise. Um, this is was only ran at least the major league version from 2003 to 2005, but I still swear by them as like the most realistic, best feeling baseball game I've ever played if you want like a realistic simulation it just felt like everything was fair and there was like rhyme or reason to it but you could also get better kind of like this game there was felt like a reason to try to improve and that felt gradual uh they also had like uh, Albert Pujols was on the cover for 2004 so I of course was like as a little Cardinals fan at that time it was a dream come true um and it was great but truly since that game I have not enjoyed a baseball game near as much as this one. Uh, I tried MLB 2K or MLB The Show and MLB 2K like 2009. Didn't like it. Uh, everything is feels disappointing. I tried the show last year. Maybe I didn't give it the time that it needed, but it didn't feel good either. And then this game came along and is just like truly filled all those voids at once. Um, now that's, uh, that's it for my history and context. That's it for us. Let's get into it. Uh, now that we sort of set the stage a little bit, um, we can do this however we want. If someone has something they really like that, they're like, I came on here to talk about this. Feel free to do so. Otherwise I have some stuff to get us started a little bit. The, the first thing that I want to talk about that stood out with me to me about this game is something kind of boring and basic, but like I want to talk about the gameplay itself and the feel. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Like I don't really have much to compare it to, like I said, but uh, what I what was so simple about it is also like kind of as you. Uh, I'm not going to like say this right, but like, like when you pick it up and it's on the five ego level, which is like the lower ego level, um, it is like so intuitive, uh, like hitting was so intuitive, fielding felt very intuitive. Um, and I, and I knew what was happening at all times. And I know that if I picked up the show, I would just be completely lost and like not, I'd have to like look up what button did what 
um, mm-hmm. and very much like an NBA Jam situation where I know A jumps and shoots <laughs> and B uh, steals <laughs> and is, is turbo or whatever. Like that's always I always appreciate that. So like the game from g- pure gameplay, it was like so simple. Um, that's great. I I I think I completely agree with you. And I think it, picking it up immediately, I was excited but then it was like when I adjusted the difficulty for the first time was when I think I really understood how much I was going to like the game because it does a really great job of taking off the training wheels for you like we talked about before we've got the ego system which you can set between I think it might is it 1 and 90 might even be 99 yeah I think it's like I, I was thinking it was 1 to 100 but uh it's definitely it might, all like way up there, yeah. So you can, and as Ben said, when you started, I think it starts you at ego level fifteen. So when you're playing the game, for example, the the way you hit is that it's one of those types of baseball games where there's a little circle reticle, and you try to just put the ball where the pitch is going to be, and then time it by pressing A to swing or B to bunt, um, or Y why, to power swing. Or why to power yeah, swing? Yeah. Uh, see, I'm gonna rely on you two to be my why power guys because I never use why, like ever. I used it when it was easy, but now I never use it anymore because oh, you okay. guys are I hit anything. You're you're crazy. I use it all the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? I, I should start experimenting. <laughs> I like I've gotten. I need every uh, game to like mean a lot to me uh, <laughs> when I play this. So. I make sure the ego is is so high that I'm very worried about losing every game, so I never experiment. <laughs> but I should I should be experimenting with the power uh, swing and power pitch for that matter. I haven't done that either. I haven't done power I'm, pitch. That that level of experimentation does scare me for some reason. <laughs> I, I think it's probably be, we're probably more. Oh, also, by the way, guys, I get scared playing video games all the time, which is (laughs) why I just don't play them as much. So this game gives Ben jump scares like Resident Evil would do that to someone else. Uh, Well, I think the reason that we're probably more open to using this Y power button, which when you're hitting offers a more risk reward for the hit so you can hit it farther, but you also have a higher likelihood of missing if you your timing and placements off same with the pitching you either will like hit your spot with a little more zip on your ball or it'll be wild somewhere else um i would guess that we do that with hitting because the worst case scenario when you're up to bat is that you're going to produce like a like a zero sum you can't lose runs at bat um but i think when you're pitching it's like if you throw this and it misses you might be down a run so that's that's just my guess um but uh so when so when we're talking about like the ego and the, taking the training wheels off earlier on in the game on those lower number egos, um, you have to do a lot less work to line up your reticle with exactly where the ball is. The game does some assisting for you there, um, and tr- it is gradual. Truly, like I I was like very slow to turn up my or I wasn't sl- I was slow to get where I am, which is like sixty ego. But um, I know we're all flexing our egos on this yeah, uh, podcast. You guys have got me beat. a 60 ego. What'd you You've say? got me beat. I thought I was doing good on a 50. I got to work. Oh, you know, it's it's also funny when I've talked to you about this, Ben, but Greg, when we played, I felt like it, playing you 
was the hardest thing I've still done in this game. <laughs> like I play on ego consistently and, uh, and really don't lose games ever. Or I play on 60, but like it, to, against you, I was like, felt like helpless. So. Wait, Greg, what's your record in your like seasons? How many games do you lose? Um, the last season I played didn't do great. I didn't even make the playoffs, but the franchise I'm in right now with my kind of customized sirloins, we're about halfway through the season and I'm at like, you know, like 13 and three, something like that. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Cause I just barely snuck into the playoffs in my last season when I was playing 55. Yeah. And I literally mm. snuck in by half a game. Oh, wow. wow. Um, Interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess as, as someone who took a slow journey to go from 15 to 60, uh, I really saw like a gradual like easing off as I ticked up each number. Like basically what happens, it might sound obvious, but in, in real time, like when the ball, the pitch is released and your reticle as it's released will start to float to where it is. It basically just starts doing that at a slower pace. So you have to like push up your left control stick to get closer to that spot. And that's in that gradual, like letting off the wheels is, or the steering wheel or whatever is just so great to me. Yeah. I love that. Um, I felt like that's, they do that in so many ways too. When I was playing with Greg, in fact, that first time I, you were on a higher difficulty than me and you're like, Oh yeah. Like when you get up here, you have to control your fielders more because otherwise like you could just, you don't have to do a ton, which is nice. And it's um, for like a beginning. You brought up such another nice level of um, intuitiveness to the game, which is that players playing each other can play with their own personal ego level or their own personal difficulty. And that makes it such a, such a clean and simple and inviting multiplayer experience, especially for folks who might feel intimidated playing multiplayer with kind of regular gamers. Totally, especially... Yeah. What were you going to say, Ben? I, I, I was just saying, oh, yeah, but also you can, like, toggle your ego levels for batting and yeah. fielding, and uh, those are the two that... I, or in pitching... There's hmm. the three I can think of, but there might be more. But so like if you're like just crushing the ball, but you're also getting crushed, you can turn your batting ego up, um, et cetera. I love that. That just adds like a that's not something I've actually uh, fiddled with, but it seems like such a just another example of how this game really does let you customize your experience in a lot of ways. Um that is really, really cool. Uh, did you guys have any, while we're talking about like the gameplay and the ego and stuff, was there any humps you felt like you had to get over? Like, were you at level 35 and like, oh, I can't do this. But then eventually, you know, it took some slugging, but slugging, <laughs> but then you did. Or was there like you, you had a hard time pitching or striking people out? Anything like that for either of you? Um, from game to game, I kind of from number two to number three. I experienced that a little bit with uh, oh. with batting. I think I talked about this a little with you. I felt like by the time number three had come out, I was too good at number two. Yeah. I would play a game and it was just like, this This is almost not fun. The, I'm crushing the computer <laughs> so thoroughly. And when number three rolled along, the batting became so exponentially more difficult for whatever reason. And a huge part of it, which I still kind of think might be true and i wonder if like 
increasing your ego has something to do with it. I feel like the strike zone is way bigger in Super Mega Baseball 3. Oh. Uh, I feel like I get pitches that are so obviously up and away, and that dang umpire will call it a strike. Yeah. Do you mean on like a pitch that does look out of the zone like you're like this actually looks like a ball to me where it landed or you're just surprised that like that high up is still a strike i guess both i guess to uh, you know i'm sure it kind of mathematically it's just if it is in that square Mm. it counts as a strike based on our algorithm i love the algorithm uh metalhead don't don't dox me but (laughs) from the kind of like naked eye which is all i have as a puny human to judge on i'm just like no umpire would call that a strike and i've kind of had to get realigned with this new strike zone and it made me a more patient batter i feel like i i get walked a lot more now and i kind of like i'll let a strike go by if it's not exactly the strike i want oh yeah that's that's something i learned too yeah it's like once once i got above i think 50 like i had to wait for my pitch like there wasn't which I, I think is so cool because that it is like a very baseball-y thing. You, like, that is what batters in baseball do. Um, but yeah, I had to take, I st- had to start like taking strikes sometimes. Yes. Uh, first, there's a lot that I loved about that little riff. First, Ooh. I just want to say Thanks that, for calling that, me talking a little riff. Yeah. A little riff. Uh, well, you know, when you speak, Greg, it's like listening to jazz. Yeah. So, oh, baby. You know, pr- pretty <laughs> you easy. You know what they say well, about jazz? Well, it's about the strikes you don't take. <laughs> yes, that's, that's right. exactly what that's they right. say. <laughs> I believe that was uh, Wayne Gretzky on yep. jazz. Um, but... Uh, what you were saying, Greg, about how it made you a more patient batter, it's like we're getting real-time like personal growth stories on the pod. So that, you know, the value is <laughs> there. Um, but second is that, Ben, you were touching on it too. This game, what I found that I was doing was playing it as if I was like what I would be watching a major league game and hoping they'd be doing or what I have done playing baseball before is like, you know, if you if you get to a comfortable level with the game, like we all have found our our comfort levels, you it's fun. It allows you to operate as if you're an actual baseball player. Like you, exactly what Ben said. You're looking for specific pitches at times. If someone, if a you know the opposing pitcher has walked the walked the last batter on four straight pitches or has been thrown all over the place, I will wait. If there there are some players pitchers too, and maybe we can transition at this moment who I have to like take a pitch from to know their arm angle. Cause I'm like, if I try to swing yeah. at whatever this is, even if it's going to be where I think it is, I might waste this pitch and ground out. Yeah. The like slot that they throw out of is matters a lot and you like have to get used to it. And Oh man, I, yeah, that is a great thing. It just like, it functions. It feels like your brain is working in a similar way to like an actual baseball player. And, and yeah. I, I don't know if y'all feel this way, but, not only do I feel like an actual baseball player, but in franchise mode, I start to feel like an actual like GM. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I do really like, I mean, I guess this is a whole other topic, but their their take on like franchise mode is very interesting and cool. And like in a way that's both like simple and easy to understand, but also complex enough that it's interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah. which is basically like kind of the whole thesis of this game exactly is, yeah <laughs> basic enough to be easy but uh 
tough enough to be interesting. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do wish that they could do, I, I wish you could trade. Um, oh, yeah. You can only like release into the free agency and like pick someone up. Is that right? Right. Yeah. You'd have to wait for a player that you want to be yeah. released, which obviously isn't uh, guaranteed because teams will only release like three or four players for the season. Um, and then in the off season, you have to like go through all the like teams releasing, which is an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys have done an off season uh, and like really like went through it and tried to do it really well. But, no. Um, um, basically, it, all it is is it's like something like 32 rounds of teams of players like either retiring or quitting their team for whatever reason. They make up funny reasons. Another thing I'd be very happy to write for <laughs> uh, metal. I just, I'm really wanting to, what is it? Metalhead? Metalhead. Metalhead, yeah. Um, I believe I'll it's email you the little resume. metal boys. Yeah, the metal boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's like a slow that, and then like the so there's a list of free agents that you got to fill your roster with because some of your players have retired or quit, and then uh, you you kind of wait for their salaries to go down. You only have so much <laughs> salary to work with. It's great. That's really cool. Ah, um, yeah. I mean, we can talk about the franchise mode. We're we're gonna. It feels like like it's already felt like we're gonna kind of dip in and out of stuff. So like, if we want, you know, to go have, we're at a buffet, y'all. If we want to go have some shrimp, we'll have some shrimp. But when it's time for some uh, peanut butter and jelly, I don't. I'm bad at buffets. Where what <laughs> what buffet are you going to, my friend? A horrible buffet. It's, it's like... a buffet called my refrigerator. But apparently, I have shrimp. Um. That is so cool. So let's let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, let's just go in and out of what we want today. It's <laughs> talking about the franchise mode because that's the is that the main mode that you all play in or 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 not? Yeah, that's what I uh, I think. Yeah, I'm in my I think I mentioned I'm in my fourth season um, in the franchise mode. And I like I said, I think it works like it functions really well. I do wish you could trade because then like when you see a player that you really want, it'd be very cool to be able to like kind of uh, maneuver deals for that. Because totally. I do want to feel like a GM and a baseball player and uh, and Ken Griffey and Jr. Hot dog guy. all at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah. I was yeah, a hot dog I, guy for the Cincinnati Reds in 1999. If, I you don't know were? If yeah, I went up and down the rows of Dude, Riverfront Griffey- Stadium. Griffey went there because you were there, right? I I like to think so. Uh, well, <laughs> it was I, it was the first season. It was the season before we got Griffey. It was ninety nine. Yes. What was your? Dude, you were that big uh, piece. What was your hot dog selling technique? Um, I like I really learned that uh, the louder you just as long as you put some like mustard on whatever you're saying, like just nice. say like huh? Dog or Mountain Dew or whatever. Just put just the slightest, slightest bit of uh, extra sauce on whatever you're saying. People appreciate it. Oh my God. Wow. You, if I heard that splendid voice, Siren calling me to a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oof. I did. Oof. I was uh, only 18 years old and needed to be 19 to sell beer, which is where the real money was at. Um, so all uh, I could sell was hot dogs and soda. Um, so it was a lot of like Dr. Pepper, <laughs> Coca or Pepsi. It was Pepsi products. Pepsi. 
Wow, just a peek behind the curtain of hot dog vendors yeah. at stadiums. It was this a great is... it was a great job, I tell you what. I loved it. Oh, that sounds so nice. Uh, I just want a hot honestly, I should have like postmated or like sent everyone a hot dog and a soda oh. for this conversation. Uh oh, man. I'll keep that in mind. There'll be a food element on the next one. Um <laughs> But touching on the franchise mode a little deeper, uh, I guess I'll kind of like lay out what your options are. You have, and this is where the customization at least maybe will come into this show aside from the uh, ego, is that you have many different ways you can play and many you can basically specify what your league looks like, uh, how many leagues how many i guess conferences there are which maybe you can only do two um how many divisions how many teams in those divisions and then how many games you want to play and like ben's ben's over here playing six inning games uh you can do that if you want um so have you stuck to like your six inning and then how many games do you have in a season do you have like 45 i play uh 32 i think 32 regular season yeah yeah yeah, it's like oh, here. real quick. Just I, I'll mention because we've already moved off of gameplay. But another yes. really great thing about this game is how quick it moves. Like you can, yes. it's just there's no downtime, and not in a way where you like can hardly catch up. But like if you want to move through, if like many times I'll find myself like I got 15 minutes. I want to just yeah. hammer out as many innings as I can. And oh, I, yeah. you can really move through uh, very well, very easily. Although I, I will say that they do have little like um, after a strikeout or after a run, they have these character animations, whether the players are celebrating or like hitting their bats against their knees. I find those <laughs> so entertaining and so they delightful. Are, they're really good. Yeah. I, I, I love them. And they're, they, I think they last the exact yes. amount of time they should last. <laughs> Yeah, they are really great. That's one of the first things I remember noticing about this game, along with the art style, when I first saw trailers for it, was like, oh, this person's throwing their bat, or they got beamed and they plopped over like a cartoon. <laughs> you know, anything like that. The so, two I, If um, I could shout out my two favorites. Yeah. Sure. Oh, There's please. one when a batter comes to the plate, and it's like this wild like Zam, Sam Raimi crash zoom. Where the camera just like <laughs> rushes forward at them, and at the very yeah. last second, he they hit the ground with the bat. I feel yes, that is I feel like one. a god every time that happens. <laughs> yeah, and I also I also oh sorry I I also like the pit when a pitcher strikes out a batter and they just kind of like look at the plate with like a stern look yeah. and just nod. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. like self assuredly they they fucking know what's going on here. They sure do. I look. I love that. I love the like, you'll get the occasional like fist pump from a pitcher, which is, I feel like I had this setup man uh, who, so who I would basically throw every eighth inning and it was truly like a fireball or like put out type of pitcher. And every time he'd strike someone out, he'd be very stoic and then just go. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it so much. That rules. Yeah, the animations it, are great. I think my very favorite one though, and it speaks to me personally because. Growing up when I would watch baseball, like with my dad, I, I would always umpire the games. (laughs) Like I would sit with my dad and I would call strikes and balls. And I, to this day, I I have like a small little dream of like throwing it all away and going to be an umpire. Um, Wow. And there's an animation in the game where if you strike somebody out, the umpire will like 
do this strikeout thing and then like do a little spin and like stop and end and it's like an anime dance almost and yeah, i just love the that umpire, they yeah the umpire dance yeah i i know exactly what you're talking about when he like kind of turns his back the one where he turns his back yeah. and then does the like big like cha-ching motion <laughs> <laughs> i think they might do that at like the first base umpire might do that too yeah at some point it's the first game that i have like liked the umpires in or first any sort of baseball so that's that shows you something there um but i love those too the the i've i've had this feeling when i the last time i played this i got to see my family in june and i was playing this game on the tv and they noticed like I thought it was funny when like a pitcher would like scratch their or, like pick up their crotch yeah. or like scratch their yep. butt and yeah, they, there's a very for, aggressive butt scratch that happens uh, kind of constantly I, yeah for sure yeah <laughs> where they yeah, sneeze they do a big sneeze yep yes if always always with the sneeze but I thought it was a victory that my family noticed that I was any way to get them to notice playing a video game is great but if it was like with a scratch or a crotch grab it's even better um and then they were also like are you making them do that and i was like no it's just part of the game uh but that's my big pitch is that metalhead give us control over the scratches and crotches press l to scratch the balls press r to scratch (laughs) uh the gut yeah you know yeah it's not too much to ask um but I love that's just like a whole nother level of the customization uh, for for these leagues. Um, you can also uh, rename each league, rename each uh, conference, each division and each team. Uh, we've talked. Uh, I mean, we said a bunch of times today how much customization is available here. And I'd be interested to see how far each of us took it. But you can fully customize every team in a league if you want. Or and as well, all of the players' physical appearances. Um, so, did you two dabble in this like team or league customization at all? Um, I did. I made a full um, team of my own, uh, but I did kind of cheat it because there was already uh, my team is the Reds Pandas, um, <laughs> but it there already was a panda team. I think it was just the pandas. Um, so I kind of like took their uh, logo and like um, you can kind of like do a little mini Photoshop in the yeah. in the game. And I just turned it into a red panda uh, by, hey, adding, by adding orange and then yeah. put red it, pandas, <laughs> reds it's pandas. Not, it, it's it, that's fine. That's not quite turning in someone else's homework. Like you had the same basic idea. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just not going to sit here and make an uh-huh. entire new logo. <laughs> yeah. I briefly um, thought about making like a Cincinnati Reds uh, thing because that, that's obviously like my number one thing was what I would want from Super Mega Baseball 3 would be to be able to be like actual baseball teams. Um, and play against actual baseball teams, but you know, that's not going to happen. So, yeah. Um, and you also, you customized one player on your team. Oh, and then I made myself Benster Weedman. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a really, uh, fast contact hitting shortstop. Oh, he's got a little pop too. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. And then I did the walk, the walk or, you know, you can cut, you can pick which, motion the player does when they uh are batting 
And yes. I picked the one where he like adjusts himself, <laughs> uh, adjusts his cup, um, and then like has this like little cocky hip waggle. I love it. Hey, it's true to life, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, um, that's how I would do it if I were a, a good Major League Baseball player. <laughs> Which I'm not. You're just an average Major League Baseball player. Exactly. I'm just kind of like a replacement level baseball player in the Major League. You're hitting like a 280. You're fine. Yeah. 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 I'm fine. Off the bench? Uh, Not not bad. You can live that life. It's not a bad life. Um, Greg, what about you? How did you do much customizing in this game uh, with a franchise or otherwise? Uh, No, I haven't really messed with customization. Um, Part of what I enjoy about the game is the fact that it is kind of like an alternate history baseball league right it's like the zone yeah yeah it's got its own mythology with all its own weird outra rivals and 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 Mm built-in players and stuff and it's fun for me to kind of rather than bend the world to be more familiar to me to bend myself to be more familiar to that world. And so I'm uh, tra- what a healthy attitude. I'm telling you, <laughs> this guy's doing some self growth over oh, here. What else am I going to do? You know, <laughs> not much going on, um, but it's fun for me to like figure out who of these players are kind of like my favorite players and who plays the best against whom so the, the the sort of aspect of customization that's fun for me is kind of like being a moneyball manager with all these pre-existing characters. Like sorting yes. their stats by on-base average and kind of being like at the All-Star break, if you're not if you're not getting on base, we got to we got to figure this out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed getting to know the like other weird characters on my team and knowing their strengths. And yeah, and having my favorites and people that like constantly frustrate me. Yes. yes. And sometimes they're the same. I For sure. Mm, there's a player on my team right now. She's a third baseman. Um I think her name's Madoka Hayata. She's like wow. a very quick contact hitter and the team is a lot of beefy power hitters, so she kind of stands out. And she's just Every time she screws up, I like, I feel it personally. I'm like, you gotta, we gotta figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, my second baseman is Jade Roosevelt and she is uh, a C plus. All the players have a, a plus two, I guess D maybe. Some of them are even uh, S's for special. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so she is a C plus, which is like one of, uh, she's a starter so she's definitely the lowest rated starter on in my lineup but she like hits home runs at just the right time and she wins me <laughs> over she's a clutch uh home ding dong home run hitter <laughs> and i love her she's great and marcelo zuna is what i'm imagining yeah kind of a marcel for sure just when you're like fed up he bashes like a three-run homer to the opposite field on accident and you're like well <laughs> i guess he's staying in the lineup yeah. um that's cool to hear from both of you i've i've i'm kind of in the well i'm i'm in the middle but i'm also doing my own thing so the first franchise season that i played i did customize my entire team logo and name and stuff we were the maple mages um we had a like sort of a powder blue and a burgundy 
color style, which I really like together. And I put, I made this little like wizard logo in the Photoshop, the logo detail, which it offers way more than I would have expected. It offers like up to 15 little layers you can make, um, which I didn't test too much in the first playthrough, but I did in the second one. And I loved the maple mages. I put them just in a regular, in a regular league, didn't customize anything else except I customized my self as a character. So I made myself the right fielder who had a lot of contact. Uh, so I was cons McCabe batted lead off nice. and thank you. Uh, had a really good year. And then I ended up partway through the season. I realized like the game. So one cool thing about the game, which we've probably noticed from the names is that it's not just men who play in the league. It's women too. So it's, it's a co-ed kind of all, gendered league and my team was like so it felt like I had like no women on my team and I think there probably are far fewer female characters than the male characters if you looked at the breakdown but I ended up making two characters who were starters on my team uh women when they were men uh and they were one of them was like my one became one of my favorite players Camden McLean uh just was our third baseman and sometimes filled in at first. That's a great baseball name. That's a true baseball it, name. Incredible baseball name. And was an incredible offensive force too. Like was one of our high, probably had the, I think the second highest OPS on the team behind our team MVP, Jeannie Screlly. So I, that was the team that I played my first season with. So much, had absolutely so much fun with them. Like you two, I also like had my players that I like really loved and were so consistent, like Jeannie and Camden uh, were like just consistently like always on point. Um, Probably just because, you know, their statistic, their attributes are a little better. Uh, But then there were players that frustrated me. Like my middle infield, I was always swapping in and out players because I would, it felt like none of them performed super high. So I would get frustrated, swap one out, swap another in um and a challenge i found occasionally i don't know if you two experienced the same thing but going through a season was uh it was defensive positioning and having like players that could play a position without losing all their defensive ability and occasionally i had a few like add drop moments in a season due to injuries that like i had to make some tough choices on did you two experience any of that yeah, I've definitely experienced some kind of devastating injuries. The one that always gets me, Ooh. whether it happens to me or whether I cause it, is when you crack a ball and it thwacks the pitcher. Oh. Yeah, right in the head. <laughs> it is a it's devastating it animation. <laughs> yeah. And the, the body's always like cold. Yeah. They look dead. Yeah, it's just like a yeah, they just flop on the ground. And <laughs> they are Dead to right. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely happened to me with like my ace starter inning one. Oh no. And then yeah. I'm just like, wow, oh. God, okay, bullpen, and let's s- let's go. Sometimes they'll stay in the game and they're like, uh their velocity will be so like depleted <laughs> that they're just serving up meatballs for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's... I feel bad for them, but dang, I'm gonna mm-hmm. hit a home run if I can. Oh, for sure. It's uh it's funny. Sometimes I feel like this kind of leads us into, and like I said, we're bobbing in and out. We're bobbing and weaving on topics on this episode. But that reminds me of like the 
changes that players will undergo over a season based on how you perform with them, but like also like if they get injured, that affects their statistics. Like if you were to like hit your ace gets smacked by a baseball and they can still play, they might have like memory loss. A little indicator comes up of their specific injury. Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed that too. I, I've never seen memory loss. That's scary. Yeah, yeah I've no. seen Damn. I've seen that a couple times because I've 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 hit my fair share of pitchers <laughs> with line drives uh up the middle. Uh so I'm sad to say Do that. Do they have animations where like the pitcher's about to wind up and then they just stop and like reflect on whether they remember how their spouse met. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> yes, like and their, that's... their child walks up to them on the mound and they don't recognize them. <laughs> uh, yes, that's actually one of the things I'm hoping that Metalhead will incorporate into the next yeah. game. Yeah, I have a few uh, and that is number one on the list. It's number yeah, one on my list familial... as well. Yeah, bring the families Perfect. of the players in <laughs> yeah. and see familial how, consequences. That, how that makes them interact differently. Yeah, like is Banjo Landry having trouble at home so he's staying up late and his like stamina is low or he gets tired? I don't know. Um, um but, I do have yeah. can I real quick just say what my uh my two main things that I think actually could be done and uh Metalhead should uh consider. Please. Um one is in, in the gameplay uh uh, sorry to go off topic again, but um, oh, in, the, good. in the gameplay, I, I think when I used to play All-Star Baseball, they had this, but I might be confusing it with a different game. But like on a close slide, uh, on a close like tag out play, um, to be able to just like choose to go right or left on the base and then oh. just like have that become a like a, a, a choice you can make mm-hmm. where you have to tag to the right or tag to the left cool. yeah i've seen that done with like the for example in mvp baseball it's got the right stick if you like smacked it down and left it'd be like a you'd slide away trying to get it with your hand but if it was up and left to be with your foot sort of thing okay so you see yeah so you like other games have have used this yeah. but uh but I think that would be like that's that's fun. And then the other one that seems like a no brainer, and maybe this is just like too much animation or something. But like being able to argue a call, um, yeah, would be great. And sometimes being able to like win would be really cool. Oh, yeah. oh my or god, get thrown out or whatever. That would is. be so fun. And I would pick fights with the umpire on that expanded strike zone. Yes, this is so <laughs> much. That would be so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, and like maybe you get thrown out, and then you don't get to make substitutions anymore. Like the computer makes sure. substitutions so for fun. you. Or, yeah, that makes me want at the same time, Ben, because I love that aspect of it too. A like specific manager that could leave or go from your team, like that you also have to deal with as a GM. Oh yeah, yeah. Like maybe your manager is like. So you're saying you wouldn't be the manager. You wouldn't well, I guess you manager? technically would be the manager, but like the players, you would control them in moments. Uh, and, yes. Yeah, like run um, out and and start a brawl or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and maybe that's uh, like like the manager going out and arguing like juices up the players. Yeah, uh, yes, um, or or exactly. could or could do the opposite effect if you do it too much or or whatever. It totally. Is. Um, I feel like what we're touching on now, we've done it a little bit throughout this episode, is something I wanted to highlight, which is uh, this game, I feel like I even said it in my description of the game. It's an R and it's seen as like an arcade style baseball game. We've talked about this 
because of certain elements, but there's also, I think what makes it have this very specific place in sports games is that it is also has so many, uh, simulation elements to it that you might see in like an MLB, the show or, or a more realistic baseball game. And it's funny. We have that in certain areas with this game and then some areas it's, it's missing, but I think that's what they've done is they've almost made it like an arcade intro to the game. But as you play it more, the more simulation, well, that's just what they call like a more realistic game. Uh, so, and Ben, I feel like what you're asking for in some, some of these ideas are, are both things. Uh, so I think they would work really well and I'm excited to keep talking about that too. Yeah. Or just like being able to break up a double play, uh, yeah. run into the catcher, oh. which the, both those things have been phased out in real baseball. But that doesn't mean we can't do video game style of those two. Especially things. for this. Yeah. For these um, big meaty uh, players to be banging into oh, each yeah. other. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think on and also on the tail after I, you know, I shared that idea, but the, on the heels of what you said, something I'd like to see is... I've complained about this with you specifically, Ben, is the your runners, when they're on base, being smarter as the ball is hit. And when I say that, oh, I mean, yeah. I've seen a agree. bunch of head, head nods. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, you've lined out and maybe it's not, and, like, your runner is, like, halfway to second. Even, I mean, I feel like there are times where, when you hit the ball, which what happens as after you swing, the game kind of slows down really quick and you see where the ball is going. You already know it's a line drive probably at someone. I'm already smashing uh, R2 to send everyone back, but without fail, well, not without fail, I still get picked off all the time on a double play. I get caught on the base paths all the time. Me too. Stealing? Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of stopped stealing at once I yeah. got to a certain ego level. I just stopped trying to steal because they would they would get me like, you know, more than three times out of four. I'd say I'd say four times out of five even. Wow. Dang. Um, so you, you've experienced a similar thing, Greg? Yeah, it's uh, that is definitely insofar as the controls are concerned. Maybe my biggest criticism of the game. I feel like. Base running, deciding when to advance, when to go back, deciding which of your base runners you want to advance. Yes. It still does not quite feel intuitive. I feel like I hit L and it doesn't do what I thought it would do. I hit ZR, Mm. it doesn't do what I thought it would do. I go for the D-pad. It just isn't quite tracking in as intuitive a way as the rest of the controls are. And I would, I don't know what the right answer is, but. Yeah it, it, yeah, it gets me frustrated. I I agree with you. It is definitely, from my perspective, a step behind just like the intuitiveness of the other aspects of the game and how it feels like it's just such a simple thing to do. I think, I don't know, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's because base running is more complicated and you're controlling like four characters potentially, or yeah, four at a time maybe. Um, I've... Not had as much trouble once I got used to it. That did take me a little bit to get used to. To the base running, like if I get a hit in the gap, like I, it's easy to just hold ZL and have uh, all your players just run. But sometimes I have had a lot of fun getting specific with like a, all right, I've got a runner on second. 
I get a base hit to the outfield. I can tell that my runner probably it's going to be a close play or they're going to be out if I kept them running. So I will move. So the way it works is you move your left stick and point it at the base that the runner's at. Hopefully they're close enough to that base to register. And then you press one of either A, X, Y, or B, the four main buttons to send them to that base. Uh, And this is for the listener, but um, I've had a lot of fun in these scenarios, like, pretending to send my runner on second home. So I'll like flick up, press B. So they start going home. And then with that runner who just got the hit, I'm sending them, I'm like having them round and I'm sending them to second. Uh, Cause a lot of the time they will still hose the ball home and miss the cutoff man, but you kind of have to play it safe. I mean, oh, yeah. I just think by play it safe. I mean, I think you just have to play each moment by ear. Cause it does feel like it varies well moment to moment. Uh, for me, it's funny to hear you describe that play kind of behind the curtain because the computer does that to me all the time. Oh yeah. (laughs) And now that I know, like kind of, I'm, I'm going to have to get my revenge, I think. Yeah, totally. It's, it's, and I, the computer's really good about that too. I've, it's, it got me in the habit as do a lot of things in this game of being more sound with my fundamentals, which is almost was harkens back to what Ben and I were talking about, about it, making you think like a baseball player. If I have a ball that they hit in the gap, of course I want to just like, I do want to huck it home or to third, depending on what the situation is. So I might try to get a good throw by holding it down for a while, but then I'm pretty quick about hitting that cutoff man just in case. Uh, and it, so yeah, anyway, I've had more fun with the base running. Um, but I would say it has the, a little more ground to cover. Um, but yeah, sliding too. Like you never choose when you slide at all. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I'd, I'd say they slide like almost every time too. They yes. like weird. Oh, I would, slide I would agree. All the time. <laughs> Interesting. Um, unless you uh, like press that they're going to round the base, they almost always slide. Okay. Um, do either of you have trouble like knowing, like how confident you're going to be in sending a runner home on certain throws? Or like a like a sack fly, or, or or is that pretty clear to you? Like what's going to happen? Um, I'd say like I I don't usually get caught at home very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I have a real strategy to that, but just like I rarely just guess. intuition, baby. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's just the old fashioned wheat Martian intuition. <laughs> um, but I'd say that like I don't get caught that way, but I do get caught like at second and third a lot, or somehow in between. Um, even when I'm not trying to steal, like I yeah. But for for whatever reason at home, I usually make it when I okay. decide to go for it. It's a similar thing for me. I. Even when I'm like, oh, God, they accidentally went home. I've sent them too far. Oh, God. It tends to be safe. But when I'm like, this is an easy tag to, they're at second. It's an easy, far enough tag. I'm going to send them to third. They're out. I'll use that four times out of five. It's a very... Yeah, yeah. I I wonder if it's weighted that way or something like that. It's. I'm glad you said something, Greg, because that's the exact thing that I can struggle with on certain base running moments is exactly what you're saying. I'm like, oh, shit, I shouldn't shouldn't have sent that person. And then they slide home way in advance of when I thought. And then, yeah, I don't need to repeat what you said. You get hosed on a play that you thought was easier. I think 
I don't know why it's hard, but here's something I've noticed as a fielder that I would like improved or that I think would help with moments like these to make them more of a sim. And again, I think this is one of those things, ways that this game rides the line between simulation and arcade in a simulated baseball game, like a show, the show you could, in theory, when there's a fly ball hit to your right fielder with a runner on third, position yourself a little farther behind the baseball. And then as the ball is getting closer and closer and you can try to time it to where you're moving your body forward like a baseball player would and then throwing on like the proper moment. Whereas this game, you float, you sort of like float to the area that you're fielding a fly ball at and I, the player almost, you lose, you don't lose control of the player or the, the character you're controlling, but you do, it do, it does kind of like set itself in this like, this moment where the ball is and the momentum stops and they're just kind of standing still when they're throwing. So it's always hard to tell, like, do they have anything behind this ball? Are they like on their back foot, like normal? So the throws like nothing physical determines the throw there. It's all just like pressing the button. So it's hard to tell. I think. Do you, um, do you preload the throw? Like if the fly is coming at you, do you hit the cutoff man before it gets you? And then, do you know what I'm saying? I forgot about this element to it, but would you explain this to me? Because I'm just, I'm like, oh yeah, you can preload throws. How does it work? Yeah, uh, I experiment with it to varying degrees okay. of success, but the way you field in the game is, uh, like you were saying with the base running, it's either B, Y, A, uh, X, Y, A, B, depending on the bases, that's third to home. And you press it down and this little meter comes up and it can get up to 100 or 99 normally if you get to 99 it's a wicked fast throw but if you go past it the accuracy starts to get fucked up normally it would be intuitive to like wait till you've caught it to make the field but in the case of big fly balls you can while it's waiting make your fielding choice before it hits the glove watch the meter fill up and then when it hits the player will throw it at that level Okay. Yeah, I really like that about awesome. this game preloading and like also that also like when you have like a double play for instance, you can uh when you throw it to second um by the t- once you once like the so if the third baseman catches a grounder, you throw it to second, you can start the preload to first yeah. before the ball gets to the defender at second. Okay, that's that's really helpful to hear from both of you because I realize I do that on the infield, but I don't do it in the outfield, oh, which okay. you'd think it would just translate. I will say, uh, though, sometimes sometimes it works like a dream, and sometimes I'll preload it, they'll catch it, and they won't move at all. Yeah, that's happened yeah. to me, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very, and Strange. it feels so arbitrary. It's a little frustrating. Oh, that is weird. Um, shoot. Uh, but... Anyway, I think that was that that was off the tails of me being like, this is something I want to see. Since we're kind of there, Greg, is there anything that uh, you would like to change or hope to see a, an improvement on moving forward? Hmm. I think I, Super Mega Baseball 3 really has the smoothness of the gameplay and the sort of... It's a very well-oiled machine, Sometimes I think it's so well-oiled that my Switch kind of 
gets a little choppy. It like has trouble keeping up with it. I feel like yeah, the frame the rate. frame rate gets a little buggy. It can get a little weird. I would love to see. I don't know if it's like more patches or more updates, but something, something a little more under the hood to match the incredible experience looking at the car to try and extend that yeah. metaphor. I think I understand. I, I have a feeling and I'm wondering if it's what you're expressing now. And that is there are more specific things that I would like to see in the customization and the ability to manage your team. Um, ben was talking earlier about wanting to make trades. I would love that. I would love to be able to see like what this player's career numbers are like and what each season is like because you can't currently like if you play three seasons, Ben, you you can't go look at specific Ben's specific stats, the wheat man from season two. Um, so there's stuff like that oh, I wish yeah, could change. Yeah. And I yeah, wonder, is weird. that is that like more of a like <laughs> There's just not an, I don't know anything about video games at all, but is there just not enough like memory or something in the game? Do you think, you know, or does that, I don't, that probably wouldn't matter? I don't know. I don't know the answer to the question specifically, but I would speculate that it's not a memory issue, that this would be something they could add. Greg, do you know anything about that? I would have to defer to the metal boys, you know, I have yeah. no idea. Let's defer again. Because another thing they don't do that, like I would assume other baseball games do is they don't have like replays. True. Yes. Of stuff, uh, which I don't really mm -hmm. miss, but like, uh, I would just assume that there was something like that. And I thought that might just oh, be you could like, like save a replay. No, they just don't show replays of stuff. Right. You know, I feel like I see replays on like home runs. I feel like it like, just. Oh, yeah, after you I guess they show that, but they don't show like good, pl like diving stops or something like that. Correct. Yeah, a lot of not enough like web gem moments that, uh, or any that are highlighted in this yeah. game. And I guess if I if I was getting really greedy, I do think when you win like the World Series or whatever, there should be more of a uh, I don't know, and some more animation because right now they just kind of like all run across the field and go like yeah, like pump yeah. their fists and stuff. But I want the same I thing. See, uh, uh, a parade or something and let's see fun. some gatorade i want to see like yeah, end of the year jugs. awards right like who's mvp oh this i would year? love Who that yeah. oh yeah mvp of like the playoffs and yeah exactly i i agree with that they don't have specific rivalry stuff built into this game right mm -mm. that is another thing i feel like with these like zany characters that and like playing in your division that that could be so wonderful for it i would too, for love sure. that i would love a See, ooh, that would be so fun yeah i feel like so many of these changes we're talking about and these things we're hoping for uh well first off we obviously love this game but i think this game yes. is like ripe for this sort of improvement and additions it already does i think the the thing about this game is that it already does the stuff that I appreciate from a sports game the best is that it's fun and it's easy to pick up and you can adjust it to your difficulty. Um, part of the reason that it's so fun that we've, and we've kind of touched on this throughout the other things was the physics engine. Like when the way that balls, I mean, sometimes it gets a little wacky, but it's pretty good. Like I love seeing uh, like just like the way that a specific ground ball will get to a third baseman and the way that they'll throw it reminds me of real baseball. Oh which yeah. I just, I think is part of what immerses you in it is like, you feels like you're playing a real game, even though you're controlling these cartoons. 
Um, so and I don't think a lot of baseball games, sports games in general probably have trouble with physics engines, but this one in particular, which is, I guess just straight from metalhead is awesome. Um, did you two dabble in any other modes very often of this game besides franchise? No, for me, it's, it's franchise or season. That's about it. Cool. Yeah. Same, you too, same here. I didn't do anything else. Okay. Yeah. I've not done a season. I've just done franchise. I played, we won the championship with the maple mages. I don't know how many games you end up playing after the playoffs, but we went undefeated that year. Wow. Uh, gradually Whoa. increasing my difficulty. Yeah. No losses. Uh, we had like two close calls and then I like had like comebacks or like walk-offs. It was pretty sweet. And then the second C team that I played, I did a new franchise and I, uh, completely customized the team from top to bottom from the logo and the name and the uniforms to every player and as i've said before on the show and i've talked to both of you about i'm a huge backyard baseball fan like that will be i'm very excited to talk about that especially the early early series uh so i went and created uh i think you have like 28 players on your team or something like that or maybe 26 however many you have i went and created like my 26th favorite of the 30 little cartoon kids from that game. And it's also great because it's both boys and girls in the game. So, and you could do that here. Uh, so I like created that team and I lost, I went three and two to start the year. So I was like, holy shit, I've lost two games. Like what is going on? And then I picked it up this week for this pod. Cause I hadn't played it in a little bit and right back where we started, but it was so fun having the option to bring these characters that I loved into the game and customize because you can customize a lot as we've talked about, like their walk-up gesture. Like we we're talking about the the Sam Raimi one, that, uh, which is what it's going to be known yep. by now. <laughs> um, what Greg is referring to, or like their music, their um, physical appearance. Like I said, so it was fun to be like, okay, if this kid grew up, let's say he was he remains straight edge and this is what he'd be like, but Oh no, this kid, he went through a whole rock phase and he's got a tattoo on his arm. Just stuff that like, like is fun for me to do to make, adds a little flavor to it. Um, and then that's pretty much all I've played. I, I did one Ben and I talked about, uh, the pennant race, which is a really cool mode that puts you, it's like a, it's a weekly mode where you can play online against other players. And then they start to like rank you based on your, uh, success or failure, and you can play up to like five games a weekend on this that thing. That sounds really I, fun. Whoa, that's it, cool. So I, I think it is awesome. I played one pennant race game. I won ten to nothing, and they called the game at the second inning. And I haven't been back, but I, you would have think I would have been like, okay, this is my sport now <laughs> is super mega baseball. Uh, but they do that mode. They of course have exhibitions, uh, and honestly just so much um i'm trying to think you fellows if there's anything about this game that like we haven't touched on yet that we feel like discussing um we've talked about did you have something greg you you kind of raised uh there was one we we sort of touched on it kind of casually which is appropriate to something i think is so remarkable about the game is it's kind of casually progressive inclusivity the fact that it is men and women uh playing Mm -hmm. the same game of baseball together 
the women don't feel tempered. There are women, my women on my team are constantly hitting bonkers home runs Mm -hmm. and it's never really, they don't really like make a big deal out of it. And to the point where even the umpire, some of the umpires have female voices. That's right. And I just really want to applaud Metalhead for doing that because it is, the fact that they do it is so remarkable. The fact that it is just the given reality is so remarkable. Mm -hmm. And I just have to imagine that there are like little baseball, little baseball fans who are girls who pick this game up and like plays a character that looks like them. And that's just going to like make their days going to make them grow up to be a baseball player i just from moment one of playing number two that really really struck out to me yeah i agree that's that's awesome the way they did it just is like part of the world and then never like mentioned or yeah big uh they're not just uh women aren't just like speedy and uh (laughs) speedy contact hitters they're every other type of baseball player too yeah i like that a lot that's a great point yeah i'm in complete agreement i mean it's it also one of the things i've always liked growing up about playing baseball games is i will get into modes like i did now where i customize an entire team or i leave it leave it you know like i did for the most part with the mages but um i've you know you it's it's fun when you can create your friends and have your friends be your friends and like what they look like or like if I have you know you have women on my team like friends of mine like Ben I was telling you I was playing backyard baseball 2005 and I had created our Herald team and made everybody that was like (laughs) awesome uh and but if we played like MLB the show which I get it it's a different game I I understand that but you couldn't have like on Araujo playing first base and batting fourth for us (laughs) or Rachel Marsh like playing second and batting lead off. So I love that too. The only thing I would request is that when I was, you know, doing such a thorough customization was that there aren't so many options. There's less options for the women as far as like their uh, physical differences can be like it for the men. There's like three different body types. There's like lean athletic and heavy. And for women, there's only uh lean or excuse me, yeah, lean and then athletic. So it just, I mean, then there's different types of people in yeah. this world. Like I wanted to create someone who would be a di- one of those different sizes and couldn't do it. Absolutely. So, hey, we, sure. so there's room for, even Metalhead, they're doing great, but there's room for growth like all, all of us, right? All of us can grow. Even you, Metalhead, don't get too big heads. Right. <laughs> you have a Metalhead, but don't get a big head, okay? Yeah, that's all we're asking. Uh, I love that too, Greg. Uh, ben, did you have anything we didn't get to discuss or you felt like... Uh, touching on again or driving home or um, no, I feel like I kind of bulldozed most of my points <laughs> into like, the conversation <laughs> at some point or another. Um, I'm so glad. Um, and not bulldozing. That's like why we do these group discussions. It just feels different. Like on over the internet, like we did the last one and every single person was like, did I talk too much? And I'm like, no, you <laughs> did what I hoped you would do, which is share. I was also thinking that I, bulldozed and talked too much so i'm glad to hear we're all cool we're all on that same page as long as we're all insecure about (laughs) how we're doing i think yeah we're gonna be just fine ah well perfect um cool I'll, i'll give it a quick thought but i think we got to cover so much of it it's just like such a 
it's such a quick game to enjoy, mm-hmm. but there's so much depth as far as like what that can mean to you, how difficult you want to make it. Do you want to, like Greg has done, enjoy the characters at which they are and ride with them? Or do you want to create something more close to reality? Uh, I love it. It's like truly didn't expect to have a new baseball game. Like I feel like this is something I continue to get disappointed by. Like I haven't found the one and here's this game that does like everything. It's like it took. So the other three games I'm discussing on this baseball spotlight are backyard baseball, MVP baseball and Ken Griffey. And this somehow is like the perfect meeting of all of those, like the cartoonishness and personality and for its time amazing physics engine and play for backyard baseball the arcadiness of ken griffey jr and then like the simulation of mvp so uh, for me as a kid who loves baseball games like i'm glad to be back um we got to talk a lot about what some changes we want in moving forward um were there any other hopes that you two didn't get to express for like things you might like to see for this game franchise moving forward no, I, yeah, I, I cool. just I want to be able to fight with the umpires. That's all. Fight with the umpires yeah. and trade for and Ben. And trade, yeah, and the sliding cool. thing. And I would just love a yes. slightly smoother performance, you know? A little less glitches, yes. a little less bugs. It's sure. funny, we all play on the Switch version. I feel like I'm I love a Switch stand. I love Nintendo, uh, but I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have these problems on it's PS4 or Steam. Yeah. Um, but it's pretty minimal, especially on the TV. It works better for me than in handheld mode. Um, well, amazing. Uh, this is so great. Uh, that pretty much wraps up our conversation about super mega baseball three. Um, before we go, uh, first, I just wanted to thank both of you again for doing this. This was so much fun. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a lot to sit down for almost two hours and talk about a video game, but I always find that once I'm in it with people who like those things, it's uh, as better than I could imagine. So thank you both. Um, where the heck can we find you? Ben Wheat Martian, where can we find you? Uh, what What do you want to plug? Oh, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me, Connor. This was a lot of for fun. Sure. Um, uh, you can find me at Ben Wheat Martian on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if I, I uh, post all that much these days, but uh, yeah, just search Ben Wheat Martian on Google. I'm the only one. And you'll see. Perfect. It's W I E T. I don't. I don't want to dox you, Ben. And this isn't doxing you, but I ha- we're talking. We're on a baseball podcast. We got to talk about it. You were uh, associated with Major League Baseball at one point in a capacity. Oh yeah, I didn't get into it at the beginning because it's just so difficult to explain to people. But uh, <laughs> I was part of the MLB Fan Cave in 2013, which was kind of a weird uh, social media thing that. Major League Baseball did. So basically what I did was make videos and like write blogs uh, while watching every single baseball game of the season. Um, And then there was also an element where they were there were there were nine of us to start and they slowly got rid of people (laughs) for no discernible reason whatsoever. So I actually got I forgot about that. I got kicked out in the middle of September, so I didn't make it quite for the full season. (laughs) Oh, no. What did you just go home? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I lived in New York York anyway. It was in New York uh, Mm. on the corner of 4th and Broadway uh, in Greenwich Village. Um, And is that how you met Ashley? 
And I did. I met my wife because Dude. she did it in 2012 and then was still working for Major League Baseball in 2013. And that's how I met her. And hey, we've been inseparable ever since. And she even has me. I'm I'm drinking from a San Francisco Giants cup, which is her oh, favorite team. Posey. Yeah. Uh, oh. So at this point, we have so many Reds and Giants crap around our apartment. Um, <laughs> I just I it it. I, I drive around in a car that has a giant sticker on it. It's insane. If only wow. the 2011 version of me would see me now. Truly. Uh, well, well, thank you, Ben. And thanks for letting me make you share that information. Absolutely. I had to if talk anyone about has it, any questions about the MLB fan cave, uh, just kind of forget about up. it. It's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> or contact me, I guess. But it's not that oh. interesting, I assure you. When did they end that? Uh, I think they did one in 2015 was the last one. Okay. Uh, and it started okay. in 2011, I think. Okay. Huh. Well, very cool. Uh, and thanks again, buddy. Greg Smith, thank you for returning to the show. One of the few two-time champions wow. of the show now. I know. Uh, you and everyone on the last episode, which was uh, Mikey Stevens, Heather Woodward, and uh, my friend Nick Limon. You're all two-timers now. So thank you, and where can we find thank you, Thank you so much for having me. This was such a joy to chat this joyful game with you two joyful buckos. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SmithLGreg. Uh, com. if you want to see what kind of stuff I'm up to. Yeah, come say hello. Amazing. Well, thank you both again. Um, and this show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can find him on Twitter and Instagram uh, at uh, on Twitter at Oak Green of Crime, Instagram at Scare Me Shit Schmidt. I do that all the time. Uh, you can also listen to his video game podcast, Video Games a Comedy Show, and uh, you can follow me. You probably already do, but that's a who knows Ooh, if they follow me. Big, uh, big ego on Connor. I like it. <laughs> right? Yeah, my ego is at ninety nine right now. Um, <laughs> I also occasionally stream on Twitch, sometimes in conjunction with this show at twitch.tv slash consiscool69. Uh, thank you for listening to Call Me By Your Game Co-op Episode 2. Uh, we look forward to bringing you uh, not only Episode 3 in the future, but the last, the rest of the two baseball spotlight episodes coming in the next couple months. So thank you very much, and we'll see you on the next one. Take me out to the ball game.